Hi everyone and welcome to the Grace, Peace and Balance radio show with Gabi Abdelgadir. And today I have a special guest for you that I happen to have watched her speak and she touched my heart. And I had to invite her to my podcast. Her name is Deb Timmerman. And here is her bio. She has a huge bio, but I'm going to read for you people just a short one. And I will be posting her bio on the podcast. There is an echo going on Deb. There is an echo. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, but um, yeah, so Deb Timmerman, she's a registered nurse, a chief resilience officer for Deb Timmerman and Associates LLC, a company helping people prepare for, recover from, and adapt in the face of stress, challenge, or adversity. She specializes in tools and strategies for rapid stress relief, burnout prevention, navigating change, preventing and thriving after childhood. This is a great subject. She is a master trainer for MIACE, is that how I say it, initiative, an organization focused on raising awareness about the impact of toxic stress during critical development periods on physical, emotional, and mental health throughout the lifespan and is the education chair of the Berry County Trauma Informed Work Group, a coalition of healthcare providers, educators, and community agencies seeking to improve the health of county citizens. Deb is an independent licensed associate stress master international and advisory team for stress master international coaching. Oh my goodness. This is just putting it in short. Welcome to my podcast, Deb. Thank you so much for inviting me, Gabby. Oh my God. I can't wait. Let's talk about how did you get into, um, you were, you are a registered nurse. I am. So how did you get into all this work about stress and the childhood stress and all that that people actually don't? You talk a lot about childhood stress. Let's talk about that. How did you get into that? What was the reason that pushed you or like empowered you to do that kind of work? Well, my nursing job was to lead a team of nurses, an interdisciplinary team of physicians, social workers within I've done it for two organizations and always nurses are in a very high stress, same with physicians, high stress environment always, because we're dealing with life and death decisions, having to be really quick, lots of workload challenges. And I originally started taking classes so that I could teach and train my nurses on stress recovery. And long story short, through some of the courses I took, recognize that it wasn't the nurses that I needed to worry about. It was myself because I was that child who grew up with lots of household dysfunction and we get our stress lens or it develops from our environment and the way we adapt to the environment that we're raised in, Mm -hmm. in part, and some, some with how our genes express themselves through that environment. And What I realized was if I took care of myself first and modeled good practices, the team fell into line. Mm -hmm. And um, along the way, happened to go to a holistic nurses conference and hear about adverse childhood experiences. And it was this 
it was as if someone gave me the missing puzzle piece to understand my life. So in the ACEs realm, we say, we always um, sort of think about what's wrong with a child. Like why can't a child sit down and behave? And why do they have trouble in school? What's wrong with that kid? But we never really think about what happened to that child to influence brain development. And is that the reason why that person has issues? So we have this issue of what society expects uh, versus what a child's capable of doing because of his or her biology and how she developed. Oh, wow. So what tools do you use to release the stress? So I am a big fan of the HeartMath family tool. So I'm a, I've done many things, mindfulness and meditation. I teach Tai Chi. But, what do you do? But you teach Tai Chi? I do Tai Chi easy, yes. Oh my goodness, that's one thing I would love to do. I haven't done it yet. Okay. Oh, it's Go so ahead. fun. But I really love the HeartMath family of tools because the brain actually receives more information from the heart than the heart sends to the brain. And when we have a stress reaction, it mobilizes over 1,400 chemical reactions in our body. So lots of different neurotransmitters. And if we can use our breath in a certain way, we can influence the way our brain receives that information and basically shift it from those chemical producing reactive kind of spaces to regenerative chemical producing, helping us get into this space of what we call coherence mm -hmm. so that we can dial that down, helping our nervous system reset. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I think you should do a webinar to teach us all, uh, all these things. And then how do you teach kids though? Like if you see kids are misbehaving or like they're acting up, like you said, how do you teach kids? What do you teach kids though? You should teach the parents and the teachers first, I think. Yeah, that's, and that's exactly what I've come to realize. So when I first started working with families, I worked more with the kids. Mm -hmm. if, if that wasn't happening in the household or the parents couldn't direct them, kids need direction and coaching. Yeah. And so now I work more with parents, teachers, people who work with kids to teach them how to recognize stress in themselves, once you get really in tune to your stress reactions, you can understand and um, be much more aware of what others are going through. And for kids, if we're modeling that behavior, they learn it very easily. And, and that's what I love about the HeartMath family of tools, because we use the same kind of breathing all along the lifespan, but we can describe it differently. So I might tell a child to imagine sunshine coming in and out of their heart and using that as a breath or blowing bubbles. Whereas an adult, I would just use adult language mm -hmm. them that way. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. That is so interesting. Okay. So how do you deal? Do you deal with people with mental health, like people who are depressed and they're going through anxiety? Do you deal with those health, those kind of? Situation? Yeah, so what we know about stress is that it shows up in our body in a variety of ways. And it, we have stress signs and symptoms all the time. So we might feel nervous inside. We might not be able to sleep. Maybe our belly has issues. So by teaching people to pay attention to when those symptoms and signs come up, 
and then teaching the breathing tools, usually we wait until we're so worked up and then we want to try to calm down. But if we get very connected to the body and we listen to the body's warning signs, we can intervene earlier and help change those chemicals. So a lot of what I do in terms of mental health with anxiety and those types of things is really teaching people to connect to their body, mm-hmm. teaching them all these different tools. And they usually find one or two that resonate with them. And those are their go-to. And if you do them regularly, you start to notice that you widen the window of tolerance and you're not as reactive. So over time, they're encouraged to practice because they feel better. Oh, wow. That is amazing because people deal with stress differently. Some people, they show it with anger. They get angry and they lash out at people if they're stressed out. There are people, uh, for me personally, I am the type who goes completely quiet when I'm stressed out. I completely shut out. Like, and then all it takes is like one song or one phone call from an old friend or anything like that. I start bawling my eyes out and then I feel a lot better after that. But like, so people deal with stress differently. And how about like, um, I was just thinking when we're talking about kids and parents, there are a lot of single parents around. Some of them, they're raising three kids, four kids all on their own with no support. Can you imagine the stress they go through? And it's very difficult. You're working and you're dealing with three, four kids on your own and trying to catch up with everybody. So I don't think there is enough time for a single mom most of the time, especially if she's working like full time and then comes home, she has to cook, she has to check, she doesn't have time. So how do, how do we help those kind of uh, women? There are men too who are single fathers, not only women, like, yeah. Yes, so the newest research is really all about managing energy. So typically we don't carve out any time for ourselves and we push away those signs and symptoms that really maybe start talking to us at 9 a.m. And it might be 9 p.m. before we're able to go, oh, I'm exhausted. They fall into bed, they can't sleep because they're still wired. So really teaching them to manage energy throughout the day. So every time we react to a stressor, it takes away energy from what I'll call our internal battery. Mm-hmm. or our energy reserves. Mm-hmm. And if you think of a bucket with lots of holes and that energy is always leaking out, what are we going to have left at the end of the day? Nothing. So another good analogy for that is a cell phone battery. When our cell phone battery starts to get to 50%, we're starting to freak out and we're looking for a plug yeah. to plug it in. Well, doing those breathing techniques, even for really short times during the day, can help stop those energy reserves And what a mom needs when she goes home is still energy to show up for that child. And maybe now is even helping with homework or homeschooling. So that piece about energy management can be a big lifesaver for them Mm -hmm. because they're not so drained and not so that's where we get burnt out from. Mm -hmm. So we all eat, we all go to the bathroom. Sometimes it's as simple as working those little breathing skills or certain types of exercises in through the day in little increments Mm -hmm. so that at the end of the day they have something left over yeah so i was a single mom my son since the age of eight i raised him by myself he's 21 now but 
all these years. But what I did was I made sure when I get home, I would pick him up. Like at least up until the age of nine, he had to go to daycare after school because I won't be able to catch him or to, to be able to come home on time from work. And um, yeah, we would sit down, we would have a snack first because it's too early for dinner at the time. And then I would ask him to start his homework and I'll prepare dinner. Normally I'm good at preparing stuff for the next two, three days. So I would prepare dinner, then sit down, see his homework, check it out. He was good anyway, but we'll do that. We'll eat and then it's bath time. And then it's bedtime. We always early because like I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning, even up until today as we speak, I'm a morning person. And uh, so I am in bed. So we read together. He's out. And then I go to my bed with a book. Trust me, like I don't even read five pages. I am so exhausted by that. Time. Yeah. So yeah, most of the time, sometimes I would just go back to the kitchen and prepare what I will take for lunch for me and what I should pack for him. But yeah, I think by nine o'clock, I am like, my energy level is like zero. Imagine from 5 a.m. I am on the go. So can you imagine for those who have three kids, four kids, I only had one and that was exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. You know, and another thing I would say for those folks who are single raising a child or children by themselves, children. Mm -hmm. find your tribe, find the women that you can uh, share cooking with. Maybe, you know, you can do lots of different strategies mm -hmm. and it feels so good to be connected and have that help and know that you've got, someone's got your back. Yeah. Um, there you are know, so, so many there good are, people out there. Yeah. There are. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. So what do you advise like for teens? A lot of teens are going through a lot of stress right now where they always have been, but it, I think it's since last year, especially I noticed that it's multiplied the lockdowns, the uh, not being able to spend time with your friends or go outside, do whatever you want to do, like play games and all that stuff. So uh, I know that it doesn't affect everywhere, but for some of us, it is affecting everybody. So for those who are really stressed out and really feeling lonely and depressed, uh, what would you advise them? Well, I think that every teen has something that they usually love to do. Some like music, some like games, some like, um, you know, just figuring out what that is and playing to those strengths. So I noticed today when I was flipping through my Facebook that there was a friend who posted something about her son who was in jazz band so they found some different ways around it. They practiced on Zoom. They did all kinds of creative things. Finding a way to be creative, to engage in what you love is a great buffer. And for adults, not discounting that behavior because that behavior has meaning. And sometimes adults will sit there and judge them or like they're, you know, I mean, they don't even realize they're doing it, but we're feeding into that. So if you can play to their strengths, that's great. And then as a family or as um, a unit of folks that are living together, doing things together that help reduce stress, playing games, doing crafts or art, um, maybe doing some mindfulness or 
playing yoga or, or not playing yoga, but doing yoga as a family or listening to a guided meditation. Sometimes they just don't know those things are out there and that yeah. they are ways that they can relieve stress. So as an adult, you have to be kind of one step ahead. And I'm a big fan in modeling behavior. If you want them to do something, you can't push them into it. But if they see you doing it, they're much more likely to join in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah there was uh, an article that I read uh, that because of the pandemic, a lot of families for the first time in their life last year going on are spending more time with their kids because the kids are homeschooled now. They're like studying online, a lot of them. And the parents are working from home. If not both parents, at least one of them is working from home. They're spending more, they're seeing the kids more now than they ever. So there is the downside and there is the upside of what's going on in, in, in this thing. Yeah, so yeah. And apparently there is the, even the, the teens, they have a clubhouse now that they can spend time and talk right now. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or I'm not good thing. I know, I know. I'm not fond of that. Yeah, I'm not fond of it either because I don't know what on earth they're talking about. Like, I don't know. Like, you can't ask like a 21-year-old what are you going to say to him. Like, yeah, but I could hear him laugh a lot. I could hear him argue. Um, but, uh, yeah, they have that. But, yeah, for, for me, like, luckily, my son produces music, so that is his thing. And uh, he calls me after he finishes one and I sit down and listen and things like that. But it's it's really hard for them not to spend time with their friends, you know, and yeah. not to be able to go out and play games, not to go out and, you know, have dinner somewhere or like lunch somewhere. It's very tough. Yeah. And depending on how locked down you are, even getting outside, but if you can get outside and take a walk or do some physical movement, maybe a basketball hoop outside or something to get, they need to move too. They can't just sit all day. So you have to be really creative about that. Yeah, yeah, that is that. But uh, for us, like uh, indoors and outdoors is closed. So we're on a complete, at least for now until May the 20th, they told us like we're closed, completely stay at home, except for grocery and pharmacy or doctor. Uh, so it is, it is tough. So that's a great advice uh, to spend time and play games and a lot of entrepreneurs also they work late hours you know uh, they may not have that much time to play games with their kids and their schooling but it's it's um it's a tough time so how do we fit in uh decluttering and stress on this oh my gosh <laughs> so environmental factors as you know are huge in terms of how it makes you feel, it can be super overwhelming to be in a place that's super cluttered. Yep. My recommendation is doing something small every day and having a routine that you stick to, um, not doing, trying to accomplish everything at once, but just small and recognizing that there are things sometimes that you are very emotionally attached to yep. that you know, it's not the thing, it's the emotion yeah. um, that you're attached to. And just recognizing that that can be an issue is big. And, and my recommendation is always find somebody to help you through it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. so much easier if you have someone who can coach you through it and talk you through it and explore 
So why is that so meaningful to you? And yeah, makes it a lot less painful and a lot less stressful. Yeah, I think uh, people need to understand that everything we carry, we're all energy. Everything we carry in our space has an energy. So like I say always to my clients, everything we carry in our space has an energy. It could be a good energy. It could be bad energy, negative energy. It could also have a neutral energy. So we need to check on those and get rid of anything that gives us negative emotion that puts us in bad memories, for example, or... Um, Things like that, based on feng shui, also positioning how you sit and how you do that. We'll talk about that in my uh, webinar. But um, yeah, I think uh, getting rid of stuff that you don't use, you don't need, because it really does add to stress. Okay, so what is one thing you want to advise our listeners about stress, about mental health, and how to deal with them? What's your advice? Well, I think. The one advice that I always give people is we all need some stress in life to help us grow and reach our full potential. Yes. Too much isn't good. And knowing what your stress sweet spot is, is really important. And being able to see that feedback that I talked about as information, and then using that information to have a plan of attack. It is an active process. Stress management and keeping yourself mentally healthy is an active process. That's not going to happen without you doing some things and taking control and having a plan. You can't control life uh, and the ups and downs and the crazy things that happen. But if you know how to calm your nervous system, you can control how you respond. Mm -hmm. It just takes practice. Just like keeping yourself organized, you just need a plan you need some tools and you need to practice and not to try to fix everything at one time. Yeah. Start small, nice, small daily habits, nice, small steps lead to lifestyle changes that then become something you can integrate, not something you have to do. Yeah. And then, uh, then the other thing is for parents that you also need a break. Like you need to take to make time for you, even if it's half an hour a day, just that silent moment just for you just go out for a walk by yourself like or sit by yourself like always i think parents normally it's all about kids it's all about this so they need i i was one of those people so uh, i forgot myself for many years in the process right so it's you need to take care of you to be able to take care of your kids or your elderly parents or whoever you want to take care of so that's Absolutely. And I have on my website, if you go to lessstressinlife.com, there's a free gift download and there are five steps in there along with little audios that can help you get started. Um, little breathing exercises, a little energy map to help you decide when you need to intervene, just some ideas to get you thinking about what's one small change that I could make today to make tomorrow better. And Number five is put your own oxygen mask on first. You're very right. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't show up and be present for anyone else. Absolutely. That is amazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all your credentials and all your social media links and your website uh, on my podcast and on my YouTube channel so that anybody wants to get in touch with you. I bet a lot of people are struggling. So I am sure you're going to help a lot of people. 
um, and I'm so glad I met you and I'm so glad that we are doing this and I am so uh, blessed that we have people like you to help all those who are struggling. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me and for caring about this subject. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then, okay, so let's have fun now. I have two questions that I ask everybody I interview. If you had to visit three countries before you die, only three, what would they be? Which countries would they be? Before you die, three countries that you haven't visited already. Well, I have never been to Europe, and I would love to do that. Okay, where uh, in Europe, though? Where? Um, I want to go to Italy. Okay. And That's I one. would love to go to Australia. Okay. And I would love to go to Iceland. Okay, three. Okay, got it. Good for you. Yeah, Australia is on my list too, not Iceland, but Australia I would love to go to one day as well. But um, yeah, if you have one wish that you would love to fulfill before you die, one wish, one dream that you would love to fulfill before you die, what would it be? Um, I wish that everyone were more trauma-informed and that they understood that most people are showing up as best they can in the present moment because of their past and their background and the skills they have. And that we could come together and lift them up and stop asking what's wrong with them, talking behind their back and saying, what happened to them and how can I help them be successful? Oh my goodness, that was very powerful. My goodness, thank you so much. That was amazing. Okay, so it was really good to have you, and I'm sure we will do this sometime again. And uh, so glad you joined me, and I'm so happy we did this short interview together. I hope okay. everybody will benefit from it. Thank you so much, Gabby. You're welcome. Okay, thank you, everybody, and uh, wishing you grace, peace, and balance. Stay safe. Take care.